Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Stand to your feet and turn your Bibles with me this morning. Everyone say red letters. Turn to Matthew chapter 5 with me. And I, I just, uh, I have a word that uh, is just burning in my spirit, burning in my heart. And uh, as I was getting ready to, to share this, I was sharing with the team as we were backstage that as I'm going over this word and I'm reading over this word, I thought, you know, it's a holiday weekend. We're going to be missing so many individuals. Maybe I should wait on sharing this word until we get our, our, our bigger crowd, so to speak. But I've never been that kind of person. I've always shared what God gave me at the time that God gives it to me. And uh, if you're here, that means that this message is for you. That if you're here, God intended this message to be poured into your spirit at this time in this moment. And I want to applaud you that on a holiday weekend, you you still made sure that you gave God the first day of the week. Amen. I'm not saying other people aren't. I'm just saying you, you valued your time to be here this morning. Amen. Matthew chapter 5, we're going to start in verse 13. There's, we've been speaking on the red letters. And if you notice when you open up some Bibles that there's red letters and black letters. And the red letters symbolize what? The words Jesus spoke. These, are, these aren't other people's thoughts. These are exactly what Jesus spoke. And they write them in red letters. And there are times in my life when I find myself going through spiritual lulls. What I'll do is I'll change up, just like working out. If you work out a certain way all the time, your muscles will adapt. And you won't get the growth that you want. So sometimes you have to shock the muscle and hit it from a different angle and do a different thing. And so what I'll do at times is I'll change up my routine by speaking or reading just the red letters to my spirit. I'll skip everything else and just read the red letters that Jesus has spoken so it brings life to my spirit. And in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, we're going to go over some of those red letters this morning. It says this, Jesus speaking, and he, he's sharing about how a kingdom citizen is supposed to operate. How a kingdom citizen is supposed to carry themselves. Verse 13, he says, let me tell you why you are here. You ever ask yourself why I'm here? Well, this Sunday, this is for you. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out God's flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and you'll end up in the garbage. He goes on. Now, don't, don't. These are Jesus' words, not mine. All right. So don't. Verse 14. Here's another way to put it. You are here to be light, to bring out God's colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept, so we're going public with this. As a public city on a hill, if you make your light bearers, if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open, keep an open house, be generous with your lives by opening up with others and you'll prompt them to open up with God. This is our generous father in heaven. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus name. Everyone says, 
Look at your neighbor and call, call that neighbor on your right. Tell him you're salt. Look at your neighbor to the left and tell him you're light. You may be seated this morning. I didn't say you're salty. I just said you're salt, okay? Jesus says that you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Those two things are so important because many people are trying to figure out what our call is in life, what our purpose is in life. It's right here. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. That's who God called you to be this morning. And when Jesus calls you the light or the salt of the earth, I want you to understand something here. The people that were listening to Jesus speak understand where Jesus is coming from. Because in the early days, salt was considered the number two most important commodity that was out there. The sun was number one, salt was number two. Because salt was used as a preservative before refrigeration, salt was the most valuable thing. In fact, when you went to work, instead of asking to get paid in gold, you would ask to get paid in salt. Because salt was so valuable. That's why, have you ever heard the term, they're not worth their salt? That's where it comes from. Because many times people would work a day's work a whole day in order to get paid in salt because salt helped preserve, salt purified, salt healed. It did certain things that I want you to see that salt, number one, preserves, salt purifies, salt makes you thirsty. If you've ever been in a bar, and I'm not saying I've been there, but most bars, that's why they have pretzels, they have peanuts, they have things like that because the salt in it makes you hungry and makes you they're there to sell. They're like, oh, man, how nice of them to put out. It's just to make you thirsty. Salt melts snow. Salt heals. Salt, in fact, when I just got done doing a couple oral surgeries this past week, and the thing they tell me to do is rinse with salt water because salt heals. Salt flavors. Let let me read this to you, verse 13 of chapter 5 of the book of Matthew. Let me tell you why you're here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out God's flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, you're the salt of the earth. But if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness. You see, I I don't believe as Christians we get bored of church. We just end up losing our saltiness and we lose our purpose. When you lose your purpose, you lose your, 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 your drive in life. You lose your standing in life. And whenever we stop being used for what we were created for, you end up getting bored. See, salt's main purpose was as a preservation. Now, now in those days... They didn't have refrigeration, so when you would catch fish or meat, they would pack it in salt. And salt would draw out all the moisture in it, and it would preserve the meat, keeping it from spoiling. So the only way salt was was utilized or, 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 or valued is when it found itself coming in direct contact with that which was dead. Say that again. 
Salt is only good as a preservative when it comes in contact with that which is dead. And it loses its saltiness. How does salt lose its saltiness? How does it lose its flavor? It loses its flavor in those days based on whenever the salt began to taste like the very thing that it was trying to preserve. Connected. I love that this morning. Salt loses its flavor whenever it begins to taste like that which it was preserving. So if you take a piece of fish and you pack it in salt, the moment that salt now tastes like fish, it's no longer good. You got to throw it away because you can't use it on another piece of meat. You can't use it on something else because it's become, it's become contaminated. Now it tastes like the very thing that it was sent to preserve. Let me tell you, when you begin to taste like the world, when you begin to flavor like the world, when you no longer have a distinctive flavor that is different from that which you are coming in contact with, we lose our purpose. The, the church, we've tried so hard to become like the world that we've lost our ability to preserve it we call it revelance we're trying to relate to the world we're trying to be like the world in order to 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 to, uh, identify with them to help them out you are not there to identify you are not there to to understand in that manner you are supposed to stand out different you are the one thing that is preserving them from death You're preserving them from decay. That's what happens when you get a marriage falling apart and you get a marriage that is is full of salt that steps into that falling apart marriage. It's able to preserve that dying marriage. Keeps it from rotting. When you have someone that is hooked on drugs and they find someone that's been delivered from drugs and they they stand next to them, that salt is able to preserve them from decaying. That's why it's so important for you to continue to taste like salt. Salt flavors. As my dad was, was ill in his latter days, my mom had to stop cooking with salt. It wasn't a good thing for us when we visited. They start going through the cupboards looking for salt. She goes, we don't have any. So why? Because your dad can't have any. But we can. Salt brings flavor. You're supposed to add flavor wherever you're at. You're supposed to step in and take things to another level because you're there. That's who God calls you to be. We're no longer useful to the world when we begin to taste like them. And God doesn't want you just to be, God wants you to be the salt of the earth, not just salty. You know, you got some salty people. Always mad at everything. Mad at everyone. That's not what God's called us to be. He didn't call you to be salty. He called you to be the salt. So... There has to be a difference between us and the world. We have to act like it. We have to act like God, speak like God. We have to live like God. We have to live in a manner that shows a difference. 
Well, I'm, I'm trying to show the love of God to him. You can show the love of God. We, we, what good is salt in the container? It has to come in contact with that which is dead to be activated. There are, there are things. You, why do, have you ever wondered while you're at work, why do these people keep telling me their problems? You're salt. Why do I keep getting surrounded with these people that have issues? You're salt. God, why do you surround me with these crazy people? You're salt. Because salt does better when it comes in contact with that which is dead. And just once, God, send me a couple that has it together. You're salt. Send me someone that's not having their life fall apart. And there, there's times I found ourselves saying that at church. When people are coming in and, and bleed. You don't go. The, the church is a, an emergency room. We're here for people that are falling apart. We're here for people that are struggling. You don't tell someone to stop bleeding before they come to the emergency room. And the reason people keep coming to you is because you're salt. You look around and wonder, why am I surrounded by all this stuff? You're salt. That's what you're here for. You are the salt of the earth. And the moment salt begins to taste like that which was, it was created to preserve, that salt has lost its usefulness. I want to ask you a question. Are you still salty? Or have you taken on the flavor of the world and you no longer taste like God? Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, I want you to see, he says this, he goes on. He says, not only are you salt, but here's another way to put it. You are here to be, to be what? To bring out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. You know, we we got so many undercover Christians, it's silly. You go to the restaurant, and it's time to pray. You drop your napkin. Oh, Jesus, bless his food in Jesus' name. Amen. Someone at work is, man, man, my marriage is really going through it. Well, amen. Whoa, whoa. I'll keep you in prayer. We got a world right now that is so proud of the sin that they're in. And have no problem coming out and sharing who we are, what we do. You even have pedophiles out there begging for the right to be able to meet in public places. And we have the church that's afraid to say that we believe in God. That word light in the Greek is phos. And phos means light, it means life, it means source of light. It's revelation, it's knowledge, it's wisdom, it's brightness, it's happiness, it's deliverance, it's good as opposed to evil, it's salvation, it's flavor as well as well, favor as well as well-being. When we talk about light, light includes all these things. God says, look at Genesis chapter 1. What's the first thing that we see that, that, God, that God speaks into existence? Go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. It says this. 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What's the first thing God created? Beginnings. First thing God created was time. Start. God exists outside. There was never time before. First thing God created was beginnings. First thing God created was a start, time. That, and understand this, God created beginnings for your life. That if you blow it in one moment, God created a new beginning so you could start anew. He knew at the very beginning of all creation that he had to start with a fresh start in order for things to happen. The first thing God created was beginning. And I'm here to tell you right now, you may have thought that you blew it, that you've gone way too far. I'm here to tell you right now that God has created a new beginning. We've recognized that with these two men that graduated already. They said, I blew it in my past life. I'm ready to start over. And they now have a new beginning. Somebody say amen. Now, notice this. Now, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And now the earth was formless, empty, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Where's the Spirit of God? Hovering over the waters. Verse 3, and God said, let there be light. Let there be. What's the first thing that God decides after all this stuff is, is there? The there, there, first thing God determines that the world needs is light. And that's who God says you are. Now, now, let me explain this a bit farther. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, verse 1 through 3, it says this. The earth, look at the condition of the earth, without form, void, and in darkness. Everyone say that with me. Without form, void, and in darkness. Without form meant there was no purpose. Void meant that there was empty and chaos. You had the heavens and the earth that were there, but the water was where the earth was supposed to be. The earth was where the water was supposed to be. There was no definition. There was no design. Everything was all over the place. It was confused. It was chaos. Even though God was there, there was chaos. Even though God was there, there was no purpose. Even though God was there, it was in darkness. There was no revelation, no understanding. So we see the earth was without form, void and in darkness and the spirit of God is doing what hovering over the face of the deep and it's not until God speaks that that form that without form form is given all of a sudden when God says let there be light all of a sudden form is given where there's no form the void is filled chaos comes together the water goes where it's supposed to go the land goes where it's supposed to go mountains appear the sky and atmosphere appears and then all of a sudden the darkness disappears The moment God says, let there be light. What what am I telling you? Now, 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 understand me very carefully. The light that we see in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, is not the light that's created on the fourth day. Sun, the stars, the moon aren't created until day four. Some of you looking at me like I stole something. (laughs) He created light. 
And God says, you are the light of the world. What are we talking about here? See, he's not talking about the sun, moon, and stars. He's talking about wisdom, revelation, understanding. How do I know this? Take a look at this. You don't have to turn there, but write this down. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 22. The whole Proverbs 8 is about wisdom. Read read Proverbs 8. When you get a chance, just read. And it says, I, wisdom. And the whole chapter is about wisdom. I'm going to pick it up in verse 22. So this is wisdom speaking. Verse 22 says, the Lord formed me from the beginning. I love that. Wisdom is saying, the Lord formed me from the beginning. Before he created anything else, I was appointed in ages past at the very first before the earth began. I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth from their waters, before the mountains were formed, before the hills. I was born before he made the earth and the fields and the first first uh, handfuls of soil. I was there when he established the heavens and when he drew the horizons to the oceans. Verse 28. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established the springs of the deep uh, of the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the seas so that they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundation, I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy I was with the world he created and how I rejoiced with the human family. Dude, I just got chills just, just reading that. Wisdom is, so, when God said, let there be light, boom, wisdom appeared. Amen. Understanding, revelation, phos, light, was over sokos, which is darkness. Light over dark. Do you understand that the dimmest light will always, mar- always destroy the darkest dark? I don't care how dim that light you might have, right? The Bible says you are the of the world. You are the come on, you are the of the world. Not 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 and I don't care. It doesn't mean that you're trying to be the light. You are the light. Now that means that you might your light might be dim, but you're still the light. Your, your light might be flickering, but you're still the light. You're not trying to be the light. You're not pushing to be the light. You're not straining to be the light. Come on, light up. You're not doing that. You are the light. You are the light. It's up to you to shine. It's up to you to take off the things that are covering up your glory, covering up what God created you to be. God designed you, fashioned you, to put you together to shine forth his glory. But you're allowing circumstance, troubles, your past, your failures to cover up the very glory God created you for. See, Satan rules the kingdom of darkness. Listen to me very carefully. Back worship team, if you'll help me. Satan rules the kingdom of darkness by ignorance. Darkness is ignorance. And what you don't know is killing you. What you don't know is killing you. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, let me just read this. And Satan, 
who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. He, he, he wants to blind you. He, want, he, wants to, he, he wants to totally blind you to the things that God wants to do in your life. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of God who is exact likeness of God. Now, I, I want you to understand, he goes on in, 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 first, in Colossians chapter 1. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father who has enabled you to share in his inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the... For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness... And transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. You are the light. Jesus died so that you could shine once again. You're forgiven. The enemy keeps trying to tell you, you know, you you don't belong. You can't shine because of what you've done. You can't, you can't let your light shine because of the struggles you've gone through. But what I love about light, light illuminates. Light shows the way. Light reveals pitfalls. Light shows the details. You can't know the details of a picture until you turn the light on. It, it, it provides growth. The sun helps provide growth over the plants and it brings healing. Have you ever noticed whenever a baby gets jaundice, they put them under a what? A light. Because light has a healing capacity. You get vitamin D through. Some of you, if you weren't at your job, they would be filled with sick people because every time you walk in, you release vitamin D to their spirits. Vitamin dominion to take over, to be who God created you to be. See, because light is indispensable. 1 John 1.5 says, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Listen very carefully as I close this morning. God called you to be the light. Called you to shine. Why do you keep hiding out? He didn't call you to be the lightning. He called you to be the light. You ever been outside in a thunderstorm? Matthew 5, he says, if I make you light bearers, don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand now that I've put you on a hilltop and on a light stand, shine. Listen, God gave you the platform you have. Say it again, Pastor. God gave you the platform you have. You didn't create that platform. He set you there. He's the one that gave you your job, your business, your influence, your talent, your ability. God placed you on that platform. Now it's your responsibility to shine. I made you the light, not the lightning. Lightning makes everyone go, ooh, ah, wow, oh, ooh. When I was in Bible college, it was in Arizona. In Arizona, southern Arizona has all kinds 
of lightning storms, monsoons, and I would sit on the top of the chapel on the roof, and I would just look out on the horizon as lightning would shoot down and light up this gorgeous, beautiful, explosive lightning that would cause you to ah and ooh. But God didn't call you to be the lightning. And some of you just want to make people ooh and ah. Oh, you're great when it's time for a concert. You're great when it's time for an event. You're great when it's time for, for some activity that's taking place. You're great when you have the mic. You're great when you're leading the ministry. You're great when you have everyone calling your name. But can you shine when you're just part of the crowd? Light may be impressive, lightning may be impressive, but it's unreliable. Light may be unimpressive, but it's reliable. You don't notice that since we got in here, the light's just been... And when you leave, come in next week, day after, the school walks in tomorrow when the next day and the next day and the next day the only time that we recognize that the lights don't work is when we flick the switch and they don't go on because light isn't impressive it's just present You're you're trying to get people to be impressed with you instead of just being a consistent dad. Be a consistent mom. Be a light-shining business person. Be a light-shining salesperson. Be consistent. You are salt. You are light your assignment what's your homework this week be salt be light revelation chapter 2 verse 4 says this as I close yet I hold this against you you have forsaken the love you had at first verse 5 says consider how far you've fallen Repent and do the things you did at first. And this is the key part, what he says. If you don't repent, I will come to you and I will remove your what? What does a lampstand do? Lampstand holds the light. God says, you're not going to shine then. Put this lampstand and give it to someone who is going to use it. Let me place this lampstand in a place where someone will take advantage of what I've given to them. Let me take this lampstand and let me give it to someone that's going to to shine bright for me, that's going to take the platform that I gave them. 
and they're going to shine no matter what area they're in, no matter what place they're in. They're not going to take that lamp. Now, when someone comes over your house, if your house is messy, you might. And I remember in my, my single days, I would take pots and put them in the oven, plates, put them in the oven, take clothes and throw them in the closet and close things up. But you would never take a candle and put it under a basket. You catch things on fire. It's not a place for light. Your faith was never meant to be hidden. Well, I'm trying to be respectful of other people around me. God didn't tell you to be respectful. He told you to shine. To shine. In this day and age, everyone's offended by something. To shine. Just be who God created you to be. Remember, from which heights you've fallen, repent and redo the things you did before. I want you right now, heads bowed, eyes closed, I want you to remember that time that you were so on fire for God. That moment where your light shined so brightly And people came, and on purpose, they tried to blow it out. But all it did was fan the flame. It just caused their light to get brighter. And now something's happened between that time that that flame burned so brightly to where we are today that now it's just flickering. It's just an ember. But, you know, I've got good news for you. God can take a spark And turn it back into a flame. I just want you to remember that time God was so important to you. And right now I want you to repent. If that's you, right where you are, you remember that you're not where you need to be right now. I just want you to repent before God. Come on, right where you are right now. Just ask God, just say this with me. Heavenly Father, forgive me. I repent. I change direction. Forgive me for going the wrong way. For losing my love for you. I want to go back to where I used to be. Where I was in love with you. Couldn't wait to get to church. Couldn't wait to read your word. Couldn't wait to worship. Couldn't wait to share you with other people around me. If that flame has diminished, forgive me. In Jesus' name. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.